Hello and welcome to Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Art Span is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Art Span podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Vet Art Span. I'm very happy to be here with a gentleman who is a veteran and also a master artist and a great appreciator of the arts. We're here at the Strass Center, and uh, I just took him on a, a tour of the center. Always great to have the opportunity to to share this magnificent place, especially with our veteran community. Um, I am honored to have Mr. Victor Carlos Alcantara right. here with us from Lima, Peru. Welcome, welcome, Carlos. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out and spending some time. My pleasure. So we're going to have a conversation here about your artwork and also um, I understand that you are a 20-year veteran of the United States Air Force. Um, And one of the things that we're doing in this visual artist uh, series is creating the opportunity for people to uh, have an up-close and and, and personal conversation with a veteran who, who loves art and who creates art. And um, also to just kind of have a conversation about what art has meant to you in your life. I know earlier when when we uh, started talking, and I just want folks to know, and you'll get a chance to see some of Carlos's artwork because it's going to be featured along with this interview. He is an amazing, amazing artist, you know. So... Talk a little bit about art in your life. I mean, how did how you how did you end up creating all these um, wonderful images? Well, the 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 art was in me right from the beginning. Mm. I always liked to uh, draw and and paint. Of course, at that time I didn't have oil painting. Mm-hmm. Watercolor was the closest one that I. But in in, in all of this all of these years. I did not dedicate myself to to the arts, to painting or drawing or anything like that. Mm. It was like years ago, your parents uh, didn't want you to be an artist because, as you know, they thought art artists will starve. They don't, they won't make it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the starving artist phenomenon. Yeah, my well, my parents were the same way. I get that. So, <laughs> and I, I said, that's not true. Mm. I mean, if I, if I, you know, get into um, visual arts, I am going to make it, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So in Peru, I um, graduated from high school, went a couple of years uh, to uh, college down there, and uh, decided to come to the United States. Actually, I was supposed to go to Brazil to play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I said, I think I'd like more traveling and soccer doesn't pay <laughs> at that time didn't pay you know? right i said no i'm going to the united states and see what uh, what's out there it has, it has to be it has to be better than what we have here yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, so i came to the united states in 1969 uh-huh. by myself no english Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I went to uh, Georgetown University to learn English as a second language yes. in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And um, it's a six-month program. And uh, they, at the fourth month, they said, I, Carlos, you're done. 
Well, what do you mean I'm done? I thought it was a six month. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're done. That's great. But uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna send you to um, Syracuse, New York, mm-hmm. to live with a family, mm-hmm. so you can practice your your English, mm-hmm. and also you get acquainted with with the lifestyle of yeah. this country, which is very very important. Yeah. Yeah. you won't regret it. Well, we certainly don't regret it either because not only are you an amazing artist, you also dedicated 20 years of your life to the United States Air Force. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I'm a um, Vietnam veteran and a Persian Gulf veteran, mm-hmm. the first Bush president. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I retired. I started working in, in uh, public health. Mm-hmm. So uh, since I retired in Utah, I went to the Utah Department of Health. Mm. What was your, so what was your job? What was your military occupational specialty in the Air Force? I was an aeromedical technician. Mm-hmm. Aeromedical, nobody knows what it is. Yeah, explain <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Aeromedical means uh, that you are involved with bioenvironmental engineer, public health. We took care of the pilots and everybody on flying status. Mm-hmm. We flew because we need to know what, you know, what the... The, 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 the symptoms and how a pilot feels mm-hmm. up there, you know, mm-hmm. because we're the ones who are primary response in the Air Force. So when a plane goes down, then we have to go over there and pick him up, you know, pick up the, mm-hmm. the pieces or pick up the, the pilot if mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they eject and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't make it. That's, that's one. Then we have the flight surgeon's office, which is uh, the clinic mm-hmm. portion of it. And physical examinations and standards, wow. which was another part of a, yeah. my career field. That's great. So you spent 20 years in the Air Force. You did that amazing work. Came out and went to work for public health in Utah. Public health, yeah, yeah. in uh, uh, Utah Department of Health. It was, it was funny. I had, to, I had to tell you this. When I retired, I was looking for work. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't looking for work. I just told my friends that, yeah, I'm going to be looking for work. Okay. And they were playing a, a, a dice-type mm-hmm. game. But it was to, to read your your fortune or, oh. or whatever. <laughs> I said, you want to do this? I said, yeah, why not? Uh-huh. So they rolled the dice, and the lady who never met me before in my life. Right. So she was reading what, what she was seeing, and she said that you are the type of person that you don't have to look for work. Work will come to you. Mm. And sure enough, there was a, a guy from the Army, mm-hmm. retired, who told me about a, a, a position in uh, the health department, mm-hmm. in the epidemiology mm-hmm. area. And I said, no, I don't want anything to do with medical anymore. Mm-hmm. No, 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 this is, this is no medical. You call this uh, the paramedic. Or right, right. This is something else. That's something that uh, we need you. Mm. So he brought me the application. Mm-hmm. It's a 40-minute drive mm-hmm. from Salt Lake City to uh, Alton, where I live. Mm-hmm. He gave me the application. He said, uh, whenever you're ready, come over and, and pick it up. So I was ready. Meanwhile, I enrolled in the Weber State University. I finished the, uh, the application. I said, application is done. You can pick it up or I can drop it by your office. No, 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 no. I'll go and pick it up. Okay. So he went to my house and picked it up. And in three days, uh, my boss became 
and he interviewed me and he, he called me up and he said, uh, uh, you've been selected for, for this position and uh, I, uh, when would you like to interview? This is what we pay. I said, uh, well, give me a couple of days and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know because mm-hmm. I have to run this through my wife and all. Mm-hmm. So I called him up, they interviewed me and they hired me. It's, it's interesting, I worked for four years, I believe, in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then this gentleman who I never met, but I took his, his place, he was telling me about the epidemiologist. And he said, uh, after a year, I think it was, he said, Carlos, there's a job just for you in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Wait a minute, it's a rainy city, isn't it? <laughs> it rains a lot. <clears throat> you like it. <laughs> I, I know the, the program manager and the, yeah. this and that, and I talked to him about you. And That's great. You know, it's, it's, a, it's great to hear these kinds of conversations because so often one of the challenges that as veterans we face is <clears throat> for people to kind of understand how what we did while we were in service, how it translates into um, into a civilian job. So it's it's really great to hear um, a story where, you know, the work that you did in the Air Force, that you were able to take elements of that, albeit you didn't do the same thing, but there was someone who became a bridge for you and you were able to make that connection. That's a really, really important conversation that that we're having both with our civilian population and with our veterans that are coming out of service and making that transition. It's important for the community at large to understand how is this job that a, that a person does in the military, how does it relate to or how does it connect to the nomenclature and the structure of jobs um, in the civilian world. So it's a really great thing. We are having a wonderful conversation with Victor Carlos Alcantara, artist extraordinaire and uh-huh. Air, Force, Air Force retiree. We'll take a really short break and then we will come back and talk a bit more, Carlos, about your amazing artwork. This is Vet Art Span. Stay with us. You're listening to a Vet Art Span podcast. Vet Art Span is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. We are back with Carlos Cantera, and Carlos just on the break was telling me that you know, not only did he re- retire from the Air Force, but he also, through a number of jobs, he took that job in, in Oregon. And then from there, uh, had a contact with someone who made him aware of a job with the Center for Disease Control. And he went to the CDC and also retired from the CDC. So here we've got a double retiree guy who looks like he's 25 years old. I don't get it how you do that. It must be all that tennis that you play. And one would hope also that it has a little bit to do with art. You know, earlier on, Carlos, you were talking to me about your grandfather and your grandfather's artwork and how you were inspired by that. Can you share a little bit of that? Well, my grandfather was a, uh, an artist. Mm-hmm. That's what I call an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his work was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly the, the portraits that he, that he did. Um, he did political satires at the, uh, in, in Lima, at a newspaper mm-hmm. called the Crónica uh, and Variedades. Variedades is a magazine that um, he did the, the portal. All of the motives were uh, 
political satires mm-hmm. of that period. It's, it's hard for me to explain some greatness, you know what I mean? Yes. I wish I could show you some of his um, uh, watercolors. and He wasn't an oil painter, but he did a lot of portraits mm-hmm. in charcoal, you know. Mm. But in, in, in the manner of, uh, they look like pictures. Mm. And that's how people tell me, that's how you got your art. Well, in a way, because I saw that, and um, I like to do that. I said, you know, mm. at one point, I don't know if I could do it that great, but uh, but that's what I want to do. And he has amazing work. Some of them are in Spain and Peru. He never went out of Peru for, uh, he wanted to go to Paris, so he learned how to speak French. Mm. Just to go to Paris because the greatest painters seem to go over there. Gravitate to Paris. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I went, when I went to Washington, D.C., to the library, library or Congress, they had every single portal of him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I said, oh. this is the United States of America, and they have every single uh, portal of, uh, of the magazine, Variedades, of his work, yeah. Wow. And, uh, I remember when I went over there and I said, uh, do you have Jose Alcantara La Torre? Said, uh, yeah, we, we do. What volume do you do you want? So they had all of <laughs> What <his> volume? <laughs> just, just go like this. <laughs> That's so crazy. he brought me out one and I said, oh, they don't have this in Peru. Wow. So That's it's really hard. I went online looking for him mm. and they don't have a whole lot of historical data mm-hmm. on him. But I have a few paintings at home yeah. and his watercolors at home that I in, mm-hmm. inherited through my mother. Well, his influence obviously is very, very strong on you because your artwork is really, really amazing. And mm-hmm. we've yet to select the three pieces that will be featured on our website, our Vet Artspan website. But I guess my, my final question for you, and we could go on and on and on. But yeah. So, you know, you've had a career um, in the military, um, had a, a, a civilian career, but now, you know, painting more than ever. What is, what is, what is painting do for you? Does it, what do you feel? What is, what does it mean to you? Painting or playing an instrument, mm-hmm. like I, I learned how to play the guitar. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's um, a million times better than a, a drug that a doctor will prescribe you. Mm-hmm. And I remember it. I read an article on, on, on that particular topic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I say, yeah, because sometimes I come from work. I've been through, you know how it is in, in, in the military. Sure. You picked up a pilot who just ejected and bring it in, and you work like 20 hours a day on those instances. And then I go home, pick up the guitar, and in a matter of, I will say, one minute, Everything, all of the, you know, a lot of people have a stress sure. from the from the job. If they only could pick up an, an instrument, you know, self-taught or do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an instrument or painting is the same thing because you're absolutely concentrated on what you're doing. Now, you say that I'm an extraordinary painter, but I, I, I feel like I'm starting to, I'm thinking, you know, what if I did this? 
mm-hmm. for a living 60 years to now. Then I'll be a, probably a, a master because I can, I'm, I'm very patient when it comes to that. Whatever I do, I dedicate it. The military, mm-hmm. I dedicated 100%. Medicine has been on my, my life, my, my career, mm-hmm. most of my career. So I just concentrated and gave it all I had. Maybe that's why I look younger than <laughs> what I am. <laughs> and so do you. Yeah. <laughs> you no, play instruments good. and, and sing, yeah, and I certainly understand what you mean. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time out. We will um, feature some of your artwork on our Vet Arts Band website. Um, we'll, you know, you can select some pieces out and then we'll get the you know the descriptions and make that a part of it and this is really what it's all about is to really be able to create an opportunity for people to hear a little bit about the lives of those of us that are that are veterans who are moving through life helping the the general population the civilian population to to understand more clearly make connections and vet art span to be a point of destination where you can hear conversations where you can link to resources and where this real conversation about art, whether it's music or painting, how it really, really can be that place or that experience that can take some of the pain away, that can help us to manage trauma and stress and help us to really more fully articulate ourselves. Thank you so much for coming by the Strath Center and um, really look forward to uh, continuing to have you be a part of it. We've actually got a program that's coming up in August that I haven't talked to you about, but um, it's a a program that will happen on the 30th of August here in the Tico Theater, and it'll be an evening of uh, with veterans and civilians having a conversation about and featuring art, both visual and performing art, and perhaps we can have a, a, a couple of Alcantara pieces of artwork as a part of that evening. So thank you so much, Carlos, for being a part of it. And thanks to you all for continuing to listen. Please tell your colleagues and your friends to go to vetartspan.org so that you can really experience our website and tell folks about these these podcasts. It's been a real honor and continues to be an honor for me to travel around the state and have the opportunity to engage with our veteran communities, their families, their caregivers, and concerned and um, um, excited folks in our civilian community that are learning more about the veteran experience and being a part of a a real, genuine welcome home and a side-by-side experience together. I'm Fred Johnson. This is Vet Arts Band. Until next time.